This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-road communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting. Own the night with Rigid. Radar Tires, an active supporter of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and manufactured carbon neutral since 2013. Smittybill Off-Road, providing high-quality products built for living the off-road lifestyle. ICS Fabrication, designing industry-leading mounts, drawer systems, and off-road accessories. And Blue Coolers, 10-day ice at half the price. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast. My name is Joey Anderson once again on this lovely Thursday morning, late, late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. It's uh, it's actually 1.30 in the morning, my time, Mountain Standard Time in Arizona. And uh, sneaking this, this this one in at the last minute, actually, uh, it's uh, been a busy, busy last couple of weeks. And um, I had uh, somebody lined up for a podcast and uh, just we just got busy and weren't able to do it. And so I uh, wanted to get on here and just get this one uh, pushed out to you guys because it's important to me to make sure that, you know, all this is consistent and that you guys are getting the content that you expect and uh, we've never been late on one yet so um yeah so there's just been a lot of stuff that's been going on the last like i said the last two weeks or so actually that's several weeks um but specifically the last month uh we came back from our trip we 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 went all over the place actually we were gone for the entire month of august up into California and up into Nevada and most of Utah. Actually, most of the trip was in Utah, but we we just had a great time. We came back, kind of got back into the swing of things, and here we are just crazy busy again. But the last month has been pretty interesting, actually. 
Um, <laughs> I guess I'll start with with going to uh, SEMA. Um, that was a first, gosh, a first experience for me there. I I have been talking about going for years and been offered the, the chance to go, uh, you know, years past, and it just hasn't worked out. It's kind of like King of the Hammers. I've gone a couple times to King of the Hammers now, but I hadn't gone at all until just the last um, last two years, I think. And uh, SEMA was pretty interesting. You know, I, I don't know what I expected, but it was... Um, it was interesting, actually. I I thought that it was going to be a lot more. Uh, I guess I, I anticipated a little bit more overland stuff, a little bit more off road, um, you know, type of of feel, and it wasn't that at all. And I and I guess I kind of knew that going into it that it was more of just like a you know yearly automotive like catch all kind of event. But um, it was interesting. I. I was uh, blessed enough to be able to get a pass and get out there for a couple hours on one of the days. I believe it was Thursday. And it was pretty cool. I got to see some people. Some people uh, recognized me and some vendors that we knew and, and uh, sponsors and stuff. And got to hang out with uh, with my buddy Justin from Factor 55. That was pretty cool. He's a super rad dude. If you guys don't know Justin, uh, definitely go check him out at their booth when you guys go to these expos. He's there pretty much every time that I've been in any, any expo. He's been there. Um, super rad guy. But um, yeah, there was some interesting stuff there at that show. Uh, and <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, the whole day was interesting, actually. I was trying to get there in time to get a pass from my buddy, um, who I'll leave unnamed, but man, thank you so much. You know who you are. Thanks for hooking me up with that. Um, and I was trying to get out there by a certain time. I was, I was planning on going and then I ended up not planning on going. And then last minute I was like, you know what, this is going to work out. I'm going to, I'm going to head out there. I'm going to take advantage of this while I can. And so I called him up and I'm like, Hey man, I'm still down. If you're down and he's like, yeah, meet me there at two o'clock. So, uh, it's an, about an hour and 20 minute, hour and 30 minute drive from here. I actually uh, left early and then hit an accident on the way there and got stuck in traffic. And it was just like an absolute shit fight trying to get there on time. <laughs> and, uh, it ended up just being a crazy day. An absolutely crazy day. I, I got there and I was trying to circle around the, the Las Vegas convention center, trying to find my buddy and trying to hook up with them. And he was trying to catch a flight. And so I was, I was late. I was like a half hour late and actually an hour late. I wanted to get there earlier than two, but I ended up getting there at two 30 and I'm racing around this place. And I, I, uh, I drove up to the convention center and there's this hotel right there at the corner of the convention center. And they wanted like 50 bucks for parking here and then 150 bucks parking for there. And I'm like, no freaking way. So I'm driving around and there's all these parking lots on one of the main drags. I believe it was, maybe it was paradise. I can't remember the, the actual street, but, uh, there was all these like lot parking areas. Like, you know, if you go down to like Los Angeles and they're like five bucks or 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever. So I found one and there was all these lots lining that street and they all had signs and, you know, mostly had attendance and stuff. And I pulled into one. There was, there was a, a sign, I believe that said like 20 bucks or whatever. I'm like, whatever, I'll park here. And, uh, I pull in and there's, a, there's several spots left. And so I didn't think anything of it. And I, um, I, this person next to me, uh, was like, 
looking at me when I pulled in and I was like, I rolled down my window and I go, Hey, are you guys coming or leaving or have you been here? She's like, Oh yeah, actually we came here and left and then came back and we're leaving again. And we've had no problems with anybody. And so I was like, Oh, cool. Well, this is, this is awesome. And I'm kind of in a rush. And so, um, I, I don't I probably shouldn't even say this on here, but I carry a firearm with me wherever I go. I have my CCW in Nevada, Utah, Arizona, everywhere. And, um, I had my firearm. I usually leave it in the vehicle and, you know, I can't take it into, you know, uh, events like that. And so I lock it away. Well, this time I was in a hurry and I left it in my center console like an idiot. And, uh, I got and I locked the car and, and took off. And, uh, these people are like, yeah, we've had no problem. So I'm like, cool. So I, I uh, run over to the the uh, event and I'm trying to hook up with my buddy there and so he can get out of there because he's waiting on me and we're trying to find each other and stuff and um, spent about three hours there or so and there was all sorts of crazy stuff there. I mean, good God, it was, I mean, I could have spent several days. I only had one afternoon, unfortunately, but I could have spent several days at that event. It was just unbelievably huge and just so much to see and I'm sure there was a ton of it that I didn't get to see. But the, the uh, main theme, it seemed like, of, the, of the, the show was the Ford Bronco. It was, it was everywhere. Like, everybody had their version of the Ford Bronco with all their gear on it. And, you know, and there was actually some, I don't know if you guys saw my um, reel that I posted that, that day after. Um, if you haven't, go check it out. There's a bunch of rad vehicles that I got to see there. A bunch of Toyota stuff, a bunch of Ford stuff and uh, all the regulars. Um, But what was interesting is Toyota finally introduced their trail hunter, uh, Tundra. And what that is, is it's a, uh, from what I understand at least, it's a buildup that you can order straight from the dealer. Um, And I don't believe that it's going to be specifically for the Tundra. I think it's going to be for Sequoia, Forerunner, Tacoma, Tundra, and possibly I'm hoping that they release the new FJ Cruiser again. Um, or at least a variation. We've been hearing about it. I, I talked about this about a year ago on my podcast about the rumors going around through everybody that I know in the automotive industry and, and elsewhere that there is a new uh, FJ that's coming out that's supposed to be competitive with the new Ford Bronco. And so that was supposedly this new Trail Hunter buildup. So what's awesome is CBI prints you. Uh, my pals over there, they have a contract with Toyota now, which is rad. And they had all their stuff on the new Toyotas and the Trail Hunter, um, you know, being displayed there. And it was pretty awesome. It's, it, you know, it was a little, the, the Tundra, you know, it's just, it's a Tundra. I love Tundra. I've had two of them myself and just a great vehicle, a little bit big for the trails, but I love the concept. And I love what CBI did with the Toyota products there at the display at SEMA. Um, but there's, there's proof that, you know, what we were talking about a year ago came to fruition. It's not out yet as far as uh, release, but you know, um, to the public, but it is released as far as, you know, the buildup and that's what they're doing. So that being said, um, really hoping that FJ comes out. Um, but that was the, the highlight for me as seeing that and just the confirmation that that is happening. Super rad. There was a lot, a lot of, um, new products and, you know, I mean, not really new as far as like tents and things like the Overland section was pretty cool, but they, you know, it's just a lot of the same thing over there. I wasn't really impressed with it. Honestly, there was uh, like the, um, earth roamer truck 
kind of stuff and a lot of like sprinter van kind of buildups and things. And that, that was cool. Um, but I was super into more of the, uh, you know, new releases of, you know, the Toyotas and, and things like that. Nothing really mind blowing or earth shattering for Toyota as far as the vehicles themselves. Um, you know, just that trail hunter buildup. So that'll be rad. That's something that I believe is going to be something you can buy, you can order, and it's all warranted from the factory, straight from the dealer. They do the buildup, you know, they offer you the racks, the bumpers, the winches, the whatever you want, and they do the buildup for you. And then it's all included in the same warranty, which is super rad. So you don't have to do that self or that, that stuff yourself, I should say, you know, after the fact. So people that are, you know, not like myself or, you know, not very, you know, technical or, or, uh, mechanically, uh, um, you know, skilled, they can, uh, um, have the dealer do that for them. And then, you know, later on, um, they don't have to worry about the warranty and stuff. It's all taken care of. So that's super awesome. But that being, uh, there was pretty cool and seeing, a, there was just, God, there was a ton of like Ford F three fifties and four fifties with just these God awful, horrendous buildups outside. There was a whole lined up and it just, I don't know. It, it was just like, uh, something that came out of Tijuana or something. It just, I don't know. I'm not into that, that flashy crap, you know, and the, the pavement princess lifts and all that BS. I'm, I'm, I'm a functionality guy and, you know, I can see a setup for a vehicle that's going to be functional and take you out on the, on the trail and, and get you to fr- from A to Z, you know? And, uh, there was a lot of stuff there that was just showed, you know, and, and obviously that's what kind of show this is. It's not like the, the Overland Expo, but it was a little disappointing. I was just like, man, why would you even spend the money and the time and effort into doing this? Um, but you know, some people are into that stuff and, and, uh, no harm, no foul. So, but yeah, so that was the trail hunter. Um, that was a super cool part of the day getting to see all that stuff. Like I said, it was my first time at that show and then all hell broke loose. (laughs) I, I was, uh, trying to get back to my car and you know, the show was over and I just had this bad feeling and I, I, I was looking across the street and I saw a bunch of vehicles leaving. I'm like, man, I better get over there before traffic and all this stuff. And so I'm, I, I ended up starting to run down the street back to where my car was parked. And I got there and there was like a parking lot that was empty and then another parking lot that was empty and then another parking lot that looked like the one I parked in when it was empty. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just farther down. So I, I, I kept going. And then I realized when I looked back that that was the lot that my car was in and my car was gone. And that was just like, oh my God, my gun is in there. It's not locked up in a safe, which, you know, call me an idiot. I totally deserve it. Absolutely asinine that I would leave it in there unlocked. I'm sure other people do that. Um, sometimes it's just a mistake. And uh, I learned from that mistake. <laughs> um, but it made me nervous because I wasn't sure if it got stolen or if it was towed or what. And it, it just absolutely just your heart just drops. And so I was standing there like, my God, what am I going to do? I've got 5% on my battery life on my phone. I have no cash on me. I have no idea where my car is. I'm in a ghetto part of Las Vegas, which, you know, south of the convention center is not somewhere you want to be walking in the middle of the night. And it was getting dark. It was absolutely freezing out. There was a low front or something blowing in and I had shorts on and a (laughs) t-shirt like an idiot. And, uh, I was just like, wow, what am I going to do now? So, um, 
I looked around and I saw one other vehicle in the parking lot. And right as I'm walking over that vehicle, because I saw this like yellow tag on it, this chick in this truck that was parked um, behind me, she's like, hey, were you parked here? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, they just came and towed all these cars 15 minutes ago. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? She's like, nope. Everybody was fine all day. And they came 15 minutes ago. I'm like, good Lord. And I guess they towed every single lot. So I think there was some kind of a backdoor deal going with the tow company. But um, anyways, I, uh, I get a hold of my wife and I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. I have no cell service. I have you know, barely any cell service. I have barely any battery. Um, I'm going to have to get a cab or something as I'm sure as hell not walking through this, these neighborhoods uh, as wide as I am. Um, <laughs> I would uh, definitely not fare well. I'm going through some of those neighborhoods at night. You guys know, you know, those, those, uh, Las Vegas, Los Angeles kind of neighborhoods are just sketchy. So, um, I, uh, was trying to wave down cabs and stuff. And this taxi guy came by and he rolled down his window, like some Uber, Uber driver guy. And I'm trying to download the app on my phone with a little bit of battery power and cell signal I had. And I'm like, Hey man, can you give me a ride? And he's like, do you have cash? And I'm like, no. And he's like, screw you. And drives off. He didn't say screw you. He said, uh, the other word, uh, which was awesome customer service on his end. Um, and so I was like, man, what am I going to do? And, uh, I'm standing around and I'm trying to download Uber. It's not working. It's taking forever. So I cancel that app download and I start downloading Lyft and luckily Lyft downloaded really quick and I was able to get in there and I didn't have an account. So I'm trying to set, sign up for an account and get all this stuff done. And it's such a pain in the ass. I can't even tell you. I was so frustrated, but just like, you know, I'm trying to keep my cool, like whatever, I'll get this worked out. And, um, the chick said, you know, it's like three and a half miles down the road. I'm like, well, that's not that far. So finally get a Lyft driver. She comes and picks me up. Thank God. She was an absolute sweetheart. And, um, she's like, here, here's my cell phone charger, plug your phone in, call your wife, you know, take care of your business. And she's like, this place is three and a half miles down the road. And unfortunately this is going to be like $70, um, because it's peak hours. And I'm like, all right. So I, uh, I get that all taken care of and I'm on my way and I'm calling, I called the tow company because I had the phone number from the slip that I saw in another vehicle in the parking lot. And, um, I call them up. Sorry, I'm kind of getting over a cold here. I call them up and I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, I was, I was in this lot and you know, you guys towed my car apparently. And do you have it? And he's like, what is it? And I told him, he's like, yeah, we have it. And I'm like, how much to get it out? And he's like, 225 if you can be here by six o'clock and it's a hundred dollars more or ninety eight dollars more if it's here after six and I'm like you've got to be kidding me and he's like nope see you here see you when you get here and I'm like all right so I show up there and there's like probably I don't know two or three police officer vehicles parked in front of this place and they're you know obviously there for a reason probably just impounded people's vehicles or something. And, uh, I walk up and it's this ghetto freaking tow company under the freeway, just super ghetto. And there's all these people, there's like 20 or 30 people in the, in this place. And, uh, I'm like, are you guys here for SEMA? And they're like, yep. And they looked at me and one of the guys is like, did you pay like 30 or 40 bucks to park there? I'm like, no, I didn't pay anything at all. And then all of them were like, we paid like 20 to $40 per person uh, or per vehicle to, to park in those lots. And then we got towed. And I was like, man, these mothers, they freaking got this backdoor thing with the tow company or something going on. Um, and so there was a guy that was in line and I, 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 
I, uh, I was like, Hey dude, how long have you been standing here? And he's like, I was here for an hour before I made it to this window. And I've been at this window for 45 minutes waiting for these, these fools to get this done. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So needless to say, it was, it was a, a long experience sitting there waiting. But what was funny, it made it a little bit easier. <laughs> there was this guy and uh, he just got his car towed out of his driveway at his, or his parking space at his apartment complex. And he's like, man, he's making fun of these people behind the window the whole time. Like the entire time we were standing there, he's like, man, these, these motherfucking people, whatever they, they're freaking taking a half hour. Look at him. He's just putting in like an N and, a, and a, an R and a, a number eight. What that is he has no high school education. He has no college education. He's freaking sitting back there and he's just like trashing these guys. I mean, the whole time this guy's like a comedian and everybody's just laughing their asses off. And uh, I don't want to repeat what he said because it's it's uh, kind of inappropriate. But he's just trashing these guys, and they could totally hear him. And all of us are laughing super hard. And um, he's on the phone with his old lady, and he's like, he's like, man, you drop everything we have, sell everything we got. We're buying property, and we're going to start a tow company because this up here is a racket. And she, and you could hear her on the other, you know, he kind of had her on uh, on speaker, and she's laughing, and it was just it was hilarious. But made it a little easier. I told the guy after um, everything was said and done, I, I was like, dude, I appreciate you being here because that, that kind of made it all worth it. I would have paid you for that show. Um, but that was a <laughs> pretty interesting experience with SEMA. And I got my car back and everything was there. My gun was there, thank God. And uh, it was it was all good. But man, what a pain. I ended up having to pay $225. The guy hooked me up. He's like, how long have you been sitting here waiting? I'm like, like two hours. And he's like, I'll, I'll hook you up. Cause I, I think I saw you come in before six. So that was rad. Um, but yeah, my, uh, my free pass to SEMA show ended up costing me 70 bucks, uh, cause it was peak hours for Lyft and then another $225 to get my car out and then plus fuel to and from and food. And so, yeah, it was probably like a $400 trip, but it was awesome. It was, you know, three hours for $400. <laughs> And, uh, you know, live and learn. So I've never had my vehicle towed ever. And I usually am, am really careful about where I park and I just got complacent and was trying to hurry. So that happened. And, uh, but you know, at least I had a, a guy to, to entertain me at the window there, uh, while we were all waiting and, and he was, he was super cool. And, and, uh, everybody was, was sitting there laughing with him and, and kind of lightened the, the situation up a little bit, but Anyways, yeah, that was SEMA. Um, so needless to say, make sure you find a legit parking space <laughs> around the Las Vegas Convention Center if you go to SEMA at all uh, in the future. So another cool thing that happened uh, to us last week for Thanksgiving, we, we went uh, out with some friends. We actually got invited to go out to um, the Zizek's and Baker area. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that off the 15 freeway. It's between Barstow and Vegas. Um, there's a road called Razor Road. It goes out to an OHV area. And we just did a wagon train with about you know, 30 other people out there. Probably another, I don't know, six or seven rigs. It was a bunch of toy haulers and, and um, friends, and they, they had a, a bunch of toys, you know, quads and razors and can-ams and everything out there, side-by-sides. And uh, we, we didn't bring our side-by-side. We have one. I was super bummed that we weren't able to because it's such a rad place, you know, all the dunes and stuff, just endless sand out there. But we brought the runner and the Smitty Built Scout trailer and went and camped with them and just had a blast. It was just absolutely awesome out there. 
Um, we, we went with some of our friends and, and they got invited by some of their friends. And so we didn't know anybody but one family. Um, but they just welcomed us like they'd known us for 20 years. And it was just so cool for the kids to, to hang out. And Jetta got to ride quads for the first time. And, and uh, it was just really cool. So I anticipate we'll be doing that again with them. I, I hope we're able to do that again with them next year. But if you're not familiar with that area, it's pretty awesome for for uh, motorcycles and side by sides and stuff. I'd never taken the Forerunner to such a deep, like uh, sand dune area like that. Um, and the first night that we showed up, we got at camp all set up, and they're like, "Hey, you guys want to go on a sunset run with us?" And I'm like, "Oh, heck yeah!" And this guy was in this Ford F450 or something, and he's like. Um, one of the guys that we were there, um, that was there that kind of invited, um, our friends to go and his, his name was Nemi and uh super awesome dude just welcomed us like we were family, but he was an insane driver. I mean, this guy has experience obviously that I don't have in the sand and, and, uh, he's like, just follow me and just keep up. And so I aired down to like 20 pounds. I should have probably gone to like 10 or 15, like he told me to, and I didn't. <laughs> And uh, I was like, oh, this can't be that, that bad. It's just probably, you know, going to be no big deal. And it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. I mean, if you guys have seen some of the video I posted, we, we, uh, cruised the sand dunes for like probably an hour or so and got up as far as we could go up this mountain. I mean, the mountains out there are just covered in sand. They're, they're, they're rock, but everything's covered in sand. There's just these big valleys and they're just big sand dunes and bowls. And it was awesome but I've never driven the forerunner like that hardcore in the sand before. And, uh, I was absolutely dumbfounded as to how well our renegade AT pros did from radar tires that we're running right now. Um, shout out to radar. I mean, they're one of our sponsors and my God, um, those tires just absolutely impressed me. Every, every bit of terrain that I've been on with those things, it's, they've done just so great. They're, they're, they're wearing very well. And no issues at all with them. Just a great tire. So if you guys are interested in radar tires, please hit me up. If you guys are interested in getting tires or being introduced to something that is definitely equal to or even better than uh, the Falcon Wild Wild uh, Peaks that I was running, um, you know they are definitely um, competing with the best of the best out there. And I've put about I think probably. 15,000 miles on them. I need to do a 10,000 mile review, um, uh, or get that uploaded, but man, they're just such a great tire. So we spent about an hour following, um, Nemi in his truck ahead of us and all the razors and can-ams were all around us, you know, and it was, I felt like I should have been in my, my, uh, razor turbo, you know, we were in the forerunner <laughs> we were keeping up with everybody and, uh, falling behind at some, some points, you know, just trying to navigate through things, uh, slowly and, stuff so we didn't get stuck um but man there was some hill climbs that we did that i had no idea that the forerunner would make it up and that thing just was like a goat just unreal so um partially because of the tires that we were running just just super capable vehicle and and great product so we did that at sunset and that was really nice nice and and uh cool to experience we ended up uh, everybody kept going and we ended up turning around at one point because there was this massive hill climb and had to go down into this valley and back up it and I was like there's no way I'm going to make that and not get stuck and we had our dog in the back and she was ping-ponging around back there because of all the whoops and things and so I was like you know what it's getting late we're, we're going to turn around and go back and, and actually we got back to camp and they pulled in as they went around this mountain the other way and, and we pulled in at the same time so it ended up being really cool 
Um, but man, what a cool experience out there. It was super fun. You know, we did these massive fire, uh, campfires every night, bonfires and, uh, fireworks and the whole nine yards. It was super, super awesome. And just getting to know everybody and, and just that family time with, you know, there's just nothing like it. So, um, got to do that and, uh, it was absolutely freezing cold at night. I'm definitely going to get some kind of setup with a bigger propane tank for our little, my buddy heater, because with that heater on high, um, I think it dipped down to like 29 degrees the first night and we were freezing, but after our heater kicked off and I didn't want to get up and switch out another bottle downstairs in our annex, um, below our rooftop tent. So it, we froze <laughs> and, uh, the next night we did the same thing and partially because we didn't have enough propane bottles with us. And I forgot our big propane tank at the house. Cause I'm like, what am I going to need this for? We're going to have bonfires and stuff. But in hindsight now, I'm definitely going to bring that with us and get kind of an adapter regulator that I can hook to the my buddy so we can keep that thing going all night because that was a must out there. It's amazing to me the difference in temperature from the summertime. I used to be a firefighter out there, actually. I worked for San Bernardino County Fire back in the day. And we'd get, you know, 125, 126 degree heat in the summertime and get negative temperatures in the winter. And I had forgot how cold it can get out there. Pretty amazing. Um, so make sure if you guys, uh, are running that, my buddy, um, you know, have ventilation in your tent. If you guys are running those things just for safety, it's always, you know, recommended that you have a, a window open. I had a little bit of a, a vent going, so we had some, you know, fresh air coming in, uh, just for that, you know, added peace of mind. I think those things are pretty safe, but you know what I do for a living, I didn't want to take a chance. Um, and so, Make sure you guys have good ventilation and make sure you guys have a good supply of propane because man, we were, we were dying without uh, heat the rest of the night. You know, it's like that time between like three or 4am to about 7am where we were just like miserable, just not sleeping and woke up all stuffed up. I think that's why I'm stuffed up right now is just because of the cold and, and being in that, that dusty environment for the last week and uh, it caught up to me. So um, but man, I'll tell you what, I got that 9,000 BTU, my buddy heater. And that thing was absolutely awesome, um, when it was running. So, uh, yeah, great place to go. Uh, just a great experience for us all the way around. So highly recommend that area. If you guys have not been, um, Zizix is a road that's right before Baker on the way to Vegas. And if you take that road, it dead ends into an old, uh, like spa resort thing that was like a natural healing resort back in the day. This guy was uh, lying to people and actually like carting water and mud into this place instead of like being natural. And he took a bunch of people for a bunch of money. And I, I can't remember the specifics, but there's a there's a documentary on YouTube about it. And I believe that the the way that the the uh, road is named is ZZXYX, if I remember right. Um, it's pronounced Zizix. Uh, pretty interesting area. Um, Broadwell Lake is behind it and the old uh, Tidewater, I mean, um, Tonopah and Tidewater Railroad went through there. They were um, trucking um, borax from the borax mines back and forth back in the day um, from Baghdad, Ludlow area off the 40 all the way up to um, Goldfield, Nevada and Trona and those kind of uh, areas up, up north northwest of where we were. And it's pretty neat. You can see the old rail bed, the railroad bed that goes across the desert still. still. And um, there's just a lot of really awesome history out there. 
Um, I've talked about it a little bit. I'll, maybe I'll do a podcast about that area again, um, just specifically, you know, highlighting some of the things that I've, I've seen out there and been to. Um, there's a book series um, written by a guy named Bill Mann, M-A-N-N, I believe. And uh, you can get them at most of the, the uh, convenience stores and gas stations out there. Um, at least you used to be able to. And this guy documented all these awesome historical sites out there and put GPS coordinates and how to get there um, in this book. And uh, when I was a fireman out there, we used to take time in the afternoon and, and go do area familiarization with the fire engine. And we would go hunt for a lot of these things. And, and man, I just got to experience so many cool things out there. It's just unbelievable. I could go on and on and on. Um, but check that place out. Check that area out. It's it's really neat. So uh, anyways, we are working on another Trucks and Tacos event. I know I've been talking about that since before COVID, but we're finally doing it. Uh, looks like we're going to probably roll something out at the beginning of the year, announce it for a pre-Overland Expo Flagstaff event. And it's going to be absolutely freaking awesome. I can't say any details right now, but you guys are going to be blown away. Um, I think we're going to do a lottery and I think we're going to take about 20 vehicles with us max. It's going to be absolutely insane. So, uh, more details to come on that. So make sure you guys stay in touch with the podcast. Also the, the success of the podcast has been unbelievable. We have, um, we we've gone over double of what our listeners were, uh, before we switched to waypoint TV if you guys have not checked them out, waypointtv.com. It's a hunting, fishing, off-roading, um, outdoor network, uh, TV network. And they picked us up in uh, July and we went on online with them in August. And it it has just absolutely increased everything just so dramatically for us. And I'm so, so humbled and I so appreciate you guys, um, our loyal listeners out there for sticking around through this, this, uh, process and, you know, finding my routine and, and, um, it's just been really fun. We have a lot more awesome stuff coming up really soon. A lot of great people, um, from, uh, Rome, uh, design and engineering, uh, goose gear, rigid front runner, uh, battleborn batteries, uh, CVT red arc, a lot of people coming on to the show here coming up this, uh, this spring and next year, it's going to be awesome. So thank you guys so much for the success and please, please, please take a moment and share this, this podcast with your friends who are interested in overlanding and off-roading. Um, give us a review. I really, really need you guys to get on there and, and give me a review on, uh, whatever podcast provider you're using specifically Apple or Spotify. It really, really helps us and, um, and pushes us up in placement and, and analytics. And it really means a lot to me. So um, whether it's good or bad, I, I, I appreciate you guys um, so much. So thank you for doing that. If you get a moment to, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support. And uh, we will be back uh, the next podcast with uh, my buddy Joe from Get Rigged. And uh, it's going to be great. So thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week. And uh, we will talk to you guys soon. All right, later. Oh, that's awesome. Don't.
Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king. But who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver. Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.